Hey friend, it's Jessica. Welcome back to Guru, please. Today's show is a really sweet one. It's about connecting with the heart and what that means and removing the mystery around what the heart is and does and why it's so important to do this work. Now, this may sound inconsequential, but I assure you that this work is subversive revolutionary even. And I don't say that lightly. We all have troubles in our lives in various relationships, whether that's family, friends, other loved ones, with ourselves especially. We are taught to disconnect from ourselves and from our hearts and to put our emotions aside and deprioritize them. What you are about to listen to is a reminder to be your full self to feel whole, to experience being deeply alive, and how to do that. So please enjoy this show. And also, Anna on the show mentions her partner, her husband, who actually joined us for an episode, and that's episode number 66 with Daniel Levine. So if you like this episode, check out his episode as well. All right, now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Guru Please, the show about pushing the limits of life and stepping up to live with more meaning, more purpose, and more passion. I'm your host, Jessica Sun. I'd like to introduce Anna Levine. Anna is an energy aligner and heart activator. In 2014, she had a spiritual awakening and felt like she had come home to herself. Now she helps people heal their emotional wounds so that they can live a meaningful life. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy to be here too. So I figure we can get started by talking about some of the challenges that led up to your kind of awakening. I know that there are several things going on in your life prior to that uh, experience you had in 2014. Let's let's dive in and see where it goes. Yes. Yes. And it's, you know, you got me at the word awakening, because I believe that that's something that is an ongoing process, Mm -hmm. that uh, at least in my experience, I'm learning to love, accept and respect, you know, as well as enjoy and endure at some points. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But it has been pretty much my whole life. You know, I came into this world very sensitive, uh, very much a feeler, very much a Uh, understanding or becoming aware of my ability to love, to love deeply. And it has been a a journey of discovery of that heart of mine and trusting in that heart instead of my mind. And the reason why I say it's been a struggle and a journey and a beautiful discovery all at the same time, it's because when I was very little, my parents got divorced and my mom married an American. This is the long story short, you guys, but so that you know the backstory, I grew up without my mom and that longing for the unconditional love that we all seek, right? As children of a mother, it's precisely actually what has led me 
to to where I am today because it it put me on a path of searching for my self-worth and my self-love instead of coming from this outside source that we, which is by the way it's a little bit unfair don't you think I am a mother right now you know also and uh you know we put so much on our parents for them to fill up our cup but mm. what I I understood also as I grew up and became an adult is how do I parent myself? How exactly. do, right? How yeah. do I step into this beautiful woman that I have become? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, some of the lessons that I had to go through were tougher than others from, you know, get, being in abusive relationships or, or not going for, you know, big, bigger dreams uh, it, it, it's so perva- pervasive, this whole self, lack of self-worth and lack of self-love that we don't even realize how it shows up on a daily basis. So in mm. what you were mentioning in 2014, I'm going to take you back to actually 2013. What happened for me was that I had just finished a year prior, a master's in psychology. And I, I was not clinically depressed, but I was like, I had like a sense of depression when I finished because I realized that that was not the path that I wanted to continue on. And can you imagine the effort as a high school teacher with with two kids and doing this graduate program, it took everything from, you know, of mm-hmm. me and then realizing, oh, my gosh, this is not really the path. I mean, this is great that I have it and I, I love education. So I'm, I'm happy that I did it. And I'm also happy that I did it because it took me to the next step. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I went into coaching um, and, you know, it helped me see things in myself, everything that I was doing, I was doing also now looking back doing so that I could heal myself so so that I could understand myself so that I could get to know who I am on a deeper, more intimate level. Mm. And that's when a month into it, literally like a month and a half into it, I was praying and I see this road, like, what do you call it? Like, um, the fork in the road, right? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I see like you can follow the mind or you can follow your heart. You can choose, but you can't walk through both roads at the same time. And Mm. I mean, it was, you know, and then I hear trust in the power of your heart. And being a feeler, I was like, yeah, of course, I'm going to trust in the power of my heart. You know, (laughs) little did I know that this very simple message has such a depth that has turned my life inside out, upside down, 360, 180, whatever you want to call it. It has just completely transformed my life in in the best possible way and in the most uncomfortable way too because Hmm. I had to let go of all the identities that I had crafted for myself, all this effort, right? All the things that we categorized as safety in society, being a homeowner, Mm. having a degree, having a career, having savings in the bank, being a good mother, being a good wife, all the, I mean, with the list goes on and on and on. And little by little, I had, I was invited by embracing this message that I was given. I was invited 
to undo and let go of all these identities I, I created for myself and embrace who I truly am. Long story short, that's what happened. <laughs> wow. So you're meditating, you're praying, you see a fork in the road. It says, you know, you hear this message, trust in the power of your heart, which maybe you knew before, but didn't put into practice or didn't, you know, fully embody. But it sounds like after that, this phrase stuck with you and you've yes. been like really practicing it and, yes. and meditating on that. Yes, yes. And I think that in itself, that's such a good point that you bring because that in itself was one of the most brutal parts of it because I always consider myself, I mean, I was a, I was a teacher. I love children. I love, love, love children and genuinely. And, and, and for me to receive that and how do you call it? What, how do I put this into words? Considering the possibility that I was not being loving just completely crushed me. Yeah. And so that questioning, and that's the part that takes courage. When we receive such a deep, profound message in our lives, whatever it is for any of us, it takes so much courage. It takes so much faith and trust because it shakes the foundation of who we think we are. Then through the years, I did a couple of coaching certifications that were wonderful, wonderful in actually helping me put things into place and going deeper, right? And analyzing and discovering. Then I realized, no, I'm still loving. I'm still mm -hmm. Anna. I'm still mm -hmm. a feeler. But the place where it comes from is going to continue to become more pure and more pure and more pure the more I clean myself of who I'm not. Wow. Right? It was, um, it was something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think over time we find we've just accumulated all these layers and layers of dust, like of these like old identities of ways that aren't true anymore, but we don't know how to cleanse that. And mm -hmm. And it's also about, you know, this whole idea of like, know who you are and discover yourself and why you're here. How did you cleanse that stuff? Because sometimes it just feels like we're adding more and more to it. Yes, <laughs> that's so true. Because, because we are like ever evolving. We are ever changing. Mm -hmm. Even when you say like, we all say we have to get to know who we are, but we are constantly changing because we if you think about it we are energy this is quantum physics now right we you and i are not deciding this it has already been proven so we don't even have to go there but you know the fact that we are energy and we're ever evolving why wouldn't we be on a constant self-discovery and mm. and the and the the way that i particularly like to do that is just having my practice and allowing Allowing my sweet little brain that plays tricks on me, <laughs> you know, to at least consider the possibility that I may not know it all. Look at how little that, you know, that, that statement is. I may not know it all. And that already opens me up to the possibility of discovering something new. Pinpointing or discovering what is it that we can do. We don't have to be Superman, Right. We don't. We don't have to go like all out if we can't or we, we don't feel capable. Just little. Just consider it. Okay, I see it black. What would happen 
if it's a different color. I'm not even saying like, what would happen if it was red? You know, no, just like little, you know, open your mind to a new possibility and then be, be ready to be blown away. And that takes courage. I think the word that comes to me over and over again is courage, because courage for me means walking through it, even though I was scared to death mm-hmm. of what I worked so hard, you know, for almost a couple of decades and leaving it all behind, literally. Right. Which that's the thing. When these kinds of things happen, it might be a real surprise and you might be quote unquote like throwing away like something you were working toward or it might seem unusual to other people outside it's hard to explain yes because you don't even know what the next thing is it's it's really a mystery exactly. yeah i takes- think where we go wrong a little bit all of us humans uh, um mm-hmm. and i hate to generalize but i do see it enough to be able to say this i, I think we believe that that things should last forever you know, mm. and, and it's not. Situations come and go. Experiences come and go. Uh, relationships come and go. We are here to have experiences. And so the, the moment that we don't make ourselves wrong because my marriage lasted 13 years or I had two kids instead of four or, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, or I have a master's degree that I, don't, I didn't become a therapist because I didn't want to become a therapist. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. Right. Like if I don't make myself wrong, it's just an experience that is leading me to where I am now. Yeah. But if I make myself wrong and I start, you know, because I think I know better or mm-hmm. I think I, it should, things should last forever. I should get married, have this many kids, live in the same house, be married to the same person, uh, have this career and then die. It might not be my path. So, and it might be somebody else's path. That's okay. I'm just saying what would happen or what happened for me rather, because the only thing we can talk about is what happens for us, right? Mm-hmm. Is I, I allowed myself, even though I was scared, the possibility of what wanted to come through, what wanted to be given to me. Something was being given to me and mm. I, had to, I had to receive it. Mm. That's very different from the usual way people might look at this at a situation where you have to go get it, you know, it's, it's up to you to retrieve it rather than receive. Interesting. Yeah. I always felt like I would, this was being given to me because I didn't really want it that much. You know what I mean? Mm. It it takes a lot of work. Like I wanted it, you know, we all want it. We all want the freedom. We all want the connection to source. We all want to do beautiful things for other human beings, but we don't want to put, put in the work. Mm. we don't want to be uncomfortable. And let me tell you, in the past seven years, there has been, thank God I have the husband that I do, that is very spiritual and, and very, he knows the concept of holding space. Mm. And he prays for me. And he's, he's such a beautiful partner. I don't think I could have done it without him. Yeah. You know? yeah. So what exactly did you do like after that time? Like after the awakening? After, the, after that, the very first thing that I started to do is to quiet myself and listen and learn to listen. 
I was very used to being in my masculine self and my go-getter, do, 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 which I, I still love anyway sometimes, you know. That's a part of me. We all have both, but um, that's a part of me that I love. But in this specific you know, stage in my life, I, I really needed to learn how to be quiet and how to discern the voice of my heart and the voice of my mind and how mm. to utilize both in harmony with each other. What does the voice of the heart sound like? Because I think we all know the voice of, of the mind. It's always there. Yes. <laughs> Very much um, just a wild source of so many thoughts, but what, what is the voice of the heart? The heart for me is a gentle whisper, but unmistakable. It's an mm. undeniable. It, it, it has a, you know, it has a wisdom and a truth that cannot be, you just, you just know it. It's like, you know, that's, this is what my heart said. And, and the way we get there is it's by learning how to listen, how to quiet ourselves, how to develop. You have, we have to develop a relationship with ourselves. Otherwise, we don't know what the heck our hearts sound like because we don't mm -hmm. know ourselves. And I think this is what you were alluding to, right? When you were saying like, yeah, we need to know, get to what, what does it mean to get to know ourselves? Well, you know, this is one way of getting to know ourselves is to learn to listen to our hearts. One time when I was talking about my message, this was very early on with, with, when I was still unsure on how to convey it. I never doubted it, you know, but you still have to simmer and mm -hmm. embody your message. So mm -hmm. <laughs> a friend of ours says, well, every time I follow my heart, I get into like all these bad relationships and I get, you know, and, I, and for a second, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe this message is not good, you know, but I said, no, I know it is good. So then I started to think, why would she say that? Because it's right. Many people say, I follow my heart and it just led me to. And mm. when I pray about it, I prayed, I, the message that I received, it was very insightful because the, the heart has a wisdom that is irrational to the mind. Yeah. We cannot understand the wisdom of the heart with our heads. Yeah. So that right off the bat, like, let's just give that up. The, the heart will always lead us to heal ourselves, to a more wholesome us. So yeah. if there is a pattern or a frequency in us, for example, of abuse, and when I say abuse, I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get raped by 10 people. It could be as simple as like, you know, I let my friends take advantage of me. Um, I don't put myself first. I don't, I don't have boundaries. All of that is, is considered abuse, right? then our hearts are going to vibrate, you know, or put experiences or attract experiences so that we can actually heal that and stand up for ourselves. Ah. So then I understood it was great, actually, that another good example, when somebody questions you, not to take it personal, but to take it as an opportunity to go deeper and get to know more. And when I ask my heart, that's what it says. It's like, you know, the heart is on your side. It's who you are. Um, mm. it's, it's there to serve you, to, to love you. And I actually feel that the, the real pandemic is because our hearts are closed up. I really yeah. do. The yeah. essence of being a human being is we are sensory beings. So can you imagine if we, we cannot feel, we cannot have 
empathy or compassion, you know, even for total strangers, like what kind of life are we living? Selfish and, and lonely, probably. Yeah. yeah. Limited, if anything. Yeah. yeah. And like almost self-limited. I mean, why is it that our hearts are so closed? Like for so many people, is it supposed to happen? And then we then open it up or why? Why is it this way? I, I think the heart, it's sensitive. It's, in, it's interesting because the heart is so sensitive and yet is so resilient. Mm. But we forget this. We get hurt and we close up instead of, okay, I got hurt. This sucks. Okay, this really hurts. And it's showing me something. Okay, what is it showing me? Where is the gift in this hurt? So I can actually digest it and let it go. That's what experiences in life are meant to be. They're meant to be for us to have an experience for Mm -hmm. our evolution and then let them go. But if we don't process them, which is what many of us do, we just suppress it, press it down. No, no, don't cry. Don't cry. You're not hurt. You're okay. No, you got divorced. That's okay. Keep on going. Work, work even more hours. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to think about it. That's what happens. Where does it go? Is still in us, guys. And that's why we keep on repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. And then we become parents. We pass it on to our children. Our children pass it on to their, and it continues until somebody down the line says, no more. I am going to do this not only for myself, but for all my other descendants. And, you know, now we joke with my daughter. We say, like, it stops with us. You know, we, we joke about it because we keep on looking at patterns, you know, without judging ourselves. It's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I have that pattern. I have to work on that, you know, and just lovingly just. And sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes years. And sometimes it's like, poof, it's gone. I don't want to be mm-hmm. like that anymore. I'm choosing not to be like that anymore. And so, but it comes with awareness. It comes with courage mm-hmm. and compassion toward, towards ourselves. Look, if we understood that everything that we came here to experience is for our highest good, if we had faith in that, even if we didn't understand it, I don't, I don't understand why my mom, I, I had to grow up without my mom. Mm. That hurts. Any little girl will be hurt. I'm still looking back, we have liked for my mom to be with me. It doesn't change that, but it gave me a whole other list of, of uh, gifts. Mm. Okay. It gave me a lot of other blessings that I, I probably wouldn't have had, yeah. you know, had I not gone through that. So I choose because I can choose now I'm an adult. I choose to see that and I choose to love despite the hurt Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden guess what happens the hurt kind of like melts and you know one of my my sayings is love melts everything yeah because that's what love does and then all you have left is the experience and what it gave you but if we don't have the courage to work like that with our hearts then we will remain closed up and we will live limited lives And then get to the end of our lives, look back and say like, hmm, gosh, I could have had, I could have had more excitement or more passion or 
you know, other relationships or other projects. I mean, who knows, right? What's possible when we open up. What I do know so far is that we are sensory beings and our way through this life has to be with our hearts open. Otherwise, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, what you said about the heart being sensitive, but so resilient. I mean, I really think that's the case because through everything we go through in life, you know, any anything, any kind of trauma or loss or grief and all this, like we still can get through and and still love and still trust and have wonderful relationships. I think a lot of people might feel maybe that they're not allowed to kind of process what's going on. Like it, it might appear too painful. There might be a lot of shame or guilt around certain things. What are you seeing in people and what's blocking them? You know, what, what blocked me, and, and I'll tell you also about people, which is the same, it's not asking for help. You know, mm. it's, it's being so proud and so ashamed that you don't want to ask for help. And we are not meant to do it alone. When I do energy alignments on people and, you know, I all, I'm also a me- medium so I can get a lot of messages for them. And with my background, which you see, nothing is just because with my coaching and psychology background, I can, oh, I can help them. You know, and it's like I have a session that is like a mix of energy work and counseling. And, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> it's really cool. But I think in, in, in being a witness to their pain or to what they're going through, I think the healing also happens in that. And that's so beautiful because it speaks of our connect what's the word connectedness you know like how we are one we are so connected and in me seeing you you heal and you heal me too mm-hmm. it's beautiful so the minute i actually decided to say you know what i'm exhausted i need help and i opened up to the right people it just things just you know happen effortlessly things that were hard I mean, I'm talking about moving out of state, selling a house, quitting a job, getting a divorce in three months. I mean, a lot of miracles happened because the right people came in, said the right thing, or they helped me in a certain way, or they would reach out at the right time. It was really, really miraculous. And I think that was a way to show me that, you see, when you decide to connect with others, They're ready to love you. They're ready to help you. Things happen. Love melts everything. Mm. Because love, you know, it never dies. It's, It's an energy that is a creative energy. And this is what I was even telling my ex husband love will just continue to transform and evolve. It just doesn't die. Just because a relationship ends, it doesn't mean that the love ends. Yeah. And of course, You still have to go through, even if you are the one deciding to get divorced, you still have to go through the stages and the, and feel it, allow yourself to feel it all. Even if it doesn't make sense, that's very healthy to give give yourself the space to feel and process things. And then you're on the other side and life continues, you know? Right, right. I think we get into trouble when we refuse to feel because- the energy is not coming out. That means it's staying inside. And, and so it's, 
it'll disrupt other things happening in our lives or in ourselves as well but Mm -hmm. yeah once we feel it then you know at some point we're we're past it I mean yes yes it's not going to be forever absolutely absolutely it frees us you know it's it's Mm. it's the freedom that we're that our spirit is seeking is constantly seeking to just to be free so, and, and it to me, it's also like the paradox about this life, this human life. Why would we come? I, I still don't get it. Why do we come here and we, we battle with our hearts closing up? You know, maybe that's the next stage for me, like to understand that. I don't get that. What I mm. do know is that if we want to live fully and, you know, we have to open our hearts, we have to learn yeah. to feel and not make yeah. ourselves wrong. Exactly. Going back to what you said earlier about learning to parent yourself and take care and love yourself. I mean, yes, on one hand, we want community and we want to be connected with others that's just in us. And at the same time, we want to be alone and we want to be with ourselves only Mm -hmm. and connecting in that way. What does it look like to reparent yourself you know connect with yourself and and love yourself yes absolutely and I think both are are you know needed and and equally as important to to be with others and have good friendships and relationships but also to be be okay being alone and discovering who we are Mm -hmm. I personally love being alone uh, because I give my of my energy so much when I'm with people and I am designed to be with people. So Mm -hmm. I have to retrieve and love, love being alone in the presence of just myself. So what was the question again? It just escaped my mind. (laughs) Oh, we were talking about reparenting. Yeah. Reparenting yourself. For me, it was a lot. It had a lot to do with boundaries and boundaries and being really honest with myself in what I wanted and what I needed and being able to communicate that to my loved ones because I have this pattern of, well, I come last. I don't, I, it doesn't matter mm. what I want. Everybody else's needs are going to come before mine. And if I don't do that, here's the thing. If I don't do that, I am not a loving person and I'm, I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad wife. I'm, a, I'm not a good person. I'm not a loving person. And I know I'm a loving person. So therefore, I cannot do that. I didn't know how to do that. That was one of the very, very main things that I started to practice. And I started to practice that even little by little, even with my own kids, like saying, okay, this day I'm just going to go hiking. So I, you know, for three hours. Mm -hmm. Well, but we wanted like, we're going to, we can do that later. And just setting those, you know, little limits. It, It sounds kind of silly, but it, like I said before, it's, it's so pervasive, right? It just, it's embedded in everything that we do, the way we live life, that even having those little boundaries was, was so helpful for me. And the kids got it. The kids mm. got it. They didn't get their feelings hurt or anything. They're like, okay, great. Good for you. Have fun. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, no oh. big deal. No big deal. Mm-hmm. And that was mind blowing to me. It's like, oh, they still think I'm a good mom. They still love me. They, you know, I mean, mm. anyway. It's really interesting. (laughs) I know because like we might think, oh, to be a good friend or to be a good parent or um, daughter, it means we give 
everything we'll do anything you know we'll just sacrifice ourselves and forget ourselves but the reality is that that's that's just not how it works it's it's really yeah it's more about bringing your full presence there but also saying I have needs too which I will meet on my own and people kind of negotiating that between each other and saying okay like I understand that because we all have those kinds of needs. Sounds like with your children, they they got it. They understood. Mm-hmm. Did you find that was the same with other people, you know, with friends or, or people who are very used to you being a certain way and giving so much? Yeah, well, some people fell off the grid because that's also what happens. And that's another point that, you know, as we work on ourselves and we, you know, become more aware and honest and conscious of how we're living life and we start to change our energy starts to change. Therefore it starts to attract like energy. So if somebody's off, you know, energy on an energetic level is off with you, it's off balance, then it's just going to kind of like fall, fall off. And that happened. And, but also I made a better friend and like like-minded friends. Yeah, things do change. I mean, I still struggle with this. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't think that I completely get it. And I'm, no, I mean, because it's like I said, my energy is just designed to go out to like who needs me. Mm. I, that's just the way I was created. I mean, that's that's really. If you ask me, like, mm. what gives me joy is to see somebody else uh, heal. When I see somebody else heal, when I can do that for others, and I see they're they're lighter and they're happier, their hearts are open. I mean, there's nothing for me other than loving my children. There's nothing more special than that. I was, I came here to do that. Mm. (laughs) So of course, you know, it's going to always be my dance, you know, not to put a negative uh, word into it, but it will always be my dance between like, okay, what do I need now, you know, and (laughs) what do I give now? You've mentioned that you were like almost like born to be this giving, nurturing person. How did you know what you needed and how did you connect with yourself if this whole time you've been always focused on other people's needs? Yeah, uh, well, before I actually had children, I I was always, a, a, a kid, even as a kid, I would play by myself really well. I would just uh, create stories and or play shop or play teacher, you know, and I always had a, a huge imagination and I love writing poetry since I was like 11 years old. My music, I play the guitar. I mean, I, I had fun by myself. Mm-hmm. I realized that, you know, and I had brothers, so I was always also... In, in Argentina, it's also a very social country. So there were always people in the house. And like, I mean, and I went to school with a lot, I had a lot of friends in school too. But I, I, I noticed that then I was okay also being by myself. So I think the, it got tricky for me when once I became a mom, mm. because the pattern that was playing, speaking of patterns, right, to look at was, oh my gosh, my mom, I grew up without my mom. I have to make sure that I am here for them and they don't feel abandoned and they, they feel mm. loved and mm-hmm. forget about me. I cannot mess this up because that hurt. That yeah. hurt so badly. I cannot do that to my children. Yeah. And I forgot about me. Yeah. Like we almost overcorrect or just 
focus so much on that particular detail Mm -hmm. that everything else it's like oh I I forgot about myself like in that whole process yeah when did you realize that that was happening you know it wasn't until I think six years ago when I got my my second coaching certification I remember in one of the modules that I discovered that I was being coached by someone and it just like really startled me I'm like oh my gosh we were talking about fears oh my gosh my fear is that I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna abandon my kids because my career wasn't taking off and I you know I was kind of like in this transition and stumbling and I didn't know what what was blocking me and I discovered this I remember coming home and I talked to my son who's the the eldest and I shared this with I said like can can I share something with you I'm doing this coaching program and and he's like, yeah, of course, he's such a sweetheart, you know. And so I tell him and I start crying. I'm like, I'm just, af- I'm really afraid that I'm going to abandon you and, and your sister. And he <sighs> looks at me and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> because they don't know any better. They know this mom that loves them. And I'm there and they know, like they can put, like we say in Spanish, put your hands on the fire that I will never leave them, that I have shown them nothing but love, support, steadiness. I'm there. They don't even, you know, enter the possibility in their head that I I might even consider doing that. But it was so beautiful and so healing, you know, and, and then Mm -hmm. my husband said, like, go give your mom a hug. And then he gave me a hug. He's like, what is going on with mom? You know, (laughs) you know, but it was so healing to be able to actually voice that and to say that to your children and have those conversations It's, It's really healing. And also they get to know you on a, on a human level. Right. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. take away your authority. Believe me, I'm still mom. Okay, there's still a respect there. They're still like, they know who I am. But it, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. And, and things started to change from there. You know? Mm. Yeah, there's something so powerful to name your fear and to speak it out loud and directly to the people if, if it's a fear about someone else, like to them specifically. Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge release. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And there is so many layers, right? There's so many. It's like an onion that never ends. <laughs> mm. but, yeah. but those are big ones. Those those are like I always say, you know, the, the big chunks, you know, is what I, I wanted to before I started to do this work. Mm. I wanted those big chunks gone because, you, you, you know, I don't I personally don't want to do this work if I'm not as clean as I can be. That's just how, how I am. How do you do that kind of daily cleansing do you meditate on something or somebody like what does that practice look like I love to meditate the energy alignments that I do on other people I first started to do on myself and so I would ask spirit to to teach me how to do these healings by connecting to source energy and just channeling I'm basically like a conduit you know for source energy and I'm able to channel this source energy with with my heart and the intention and the connection to source and the grace of God and it just goes through a person and it aligns whatever is out of alignment and so it, it can heal you on a physical spiritual or emotional level depending on what, or all three depending on what you need but I started to do that on myself first mm-hmm. 
and when I realized that running away in the sense of like getting jobs because I didn't want to look at this that one wanted to be given to me, when I realized that there was no way out, I, I was. Mm. This is what I am here to do. <laughs> oh, that's, that's why, that's why it's called a calling, right? <laughs> It calls, oh yeah, it chooses you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because the road to it is not the easiest, you know. But again, it comes to a point where now I can tell you honestly that this is who I am and this is what I'm here to do. And if it will continue to evolve. But I believe that surrendering to it more and more is it's really what helps, what helps me. Yeah. I mean, how did you overcome those voices of doubt that were saying, no, this can't be it. I, I can't do this. When did you, when did it really occur to you that there wasn't a, another way, that this was the, the way for you? The last thing that happened to me was when I got a, a temporary job and after three months and I was miserable and the lady said to me, um, you know, this is not going to work. <laughs> You're not meant to do this. And I kid you not, before she said that, like an hour and a half before she said that, I'm in the computer and I hear in my head, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in front of people. Hmm. So the message continues to get louder and louder and louder. And after that happened, and I was never let go of any job. I always take pride in like, you know, I'm a great worker. I'm responsible. And, you know, you can rely on me. And, you know, I was like, again, I was so depressed because for me, I understood that depression sometimes comes because we're denying who we are. Oh, definitely. And I was like running away from what was trying to be given to me. In other mm. words, I, I, was, I was not a good receiver. <laughs> mm. So after that, I sat down with, you know, source, God, my angels, whatever you want to call them, my spirit team. And I said, okay, guys, I, I, I'm going to do this. How do I do this? Because I don't know. I can't take a class for this. I can't like grab a book and read a book, which is what I'm used to. That's what I, that was my MO, right? Hmm. How do I do this? And little by little, they started to tell me, do this, do that, use these words, do, do this prayer. Here's uh, Yahshua. He's going to protect you. Do this. I mean, you know, so I have a, I have a Christian background. So one of my main guides that I do healings with is Yahshua, which, which is the ascended master, right? Not like, it's like Christ. It's like the Christ consciousness. So, but the words and it, it doesn't matter, you know, for me. I mean, to me, it doesn't matter so much, so much the names and all that. It's about the feeling, the mm -hmm. purity and, you know, of, of the work that I do. And that's how I wanted to do it. So that's how, that's how it evolved for me. It got to the point where like, I, I really felt like I was against the wall. It's like, okay, how much longer are you trying to run away from, you know, from this? How much longer? Because it's yours. Yeah. Wow. I imagine that was just a time of a lot of release, like old patterns, old beliefs, a lot of questioning, it sounds like, asking spirit god etc to show us like little by little uh more of the answer 
like mm-hmm. just reveal it little by little. And it sounds like it brought you to a place where you're really connected to yourself and you're really aware and in tune with that energy and always understanding that you're constantly changing and your identity is it's growing it's shifting it's adapting what supports you in in that connection with yourself well externally my like i said my husband i mean i just adore him because he's I mean, I couldn't have picked a better partner to go through this transformation, to be honest with you. I'm so blessed. I have friends that or, you know, uh, clients that they they can't talk to their husbands or their wives or, you know, be, because they don't get it or they're, you know, they think it's weird. And I've had ex-colleagues that are born again Christians, you know, that that accuse me of like, what am I doing? But it's isn't God love? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. what are you connect? Well, who are you praying to? Who? What are you connecting to? Because what I'm connecting to is pure love. And I remember being a, a child going to church. I was always very involved in church to the point where, like, I would go to children's mass by myself every Sunday because I played the guitar and I sang and I read and I just loved it. And I remember thinking to myself. What are these people talking about, about this, you know, this, this God that has conditions, like what part of like unconditional love don't you, don't you get? Like, I mean, I felt, I always felt God intimately since I was little. Mm-hmm. He wasn't taught to me. It's something that I felt. I felt it by looking at nature. I felt it in, in, in creation, in, yeah. in animals, in insects. Oh my gosh, I love insects. <laughs> you know, just look at creation. You can see God. Yeah. And again, if we are quiet and just forget a little bit of what we were taught, just be quiet and feel. Get in tune, get in touch, right, with what is around us. Yeah, that's, that's what source energy is for me. I mean, God, source energy, right? Yeah, infinite unconditional love how do you know what that is though if you know a lot of us learn unconditional love from our parents or from our mom specifically but what if there was nobody in your life who showed it to you like how would you know what that was well you would know through connecting to the intimate part within you which is source you know because god so the way I the way I, I experience it is I am connected to source and I'm a little speckle, right? Or like like a little sparkle of God. Therefore, if I connect inside of me to my soul, my spirit, I'm mm. connect I'm connecting to that that love that you're talking about. But as mm. far as knowing, I think we should we should give that up. There's no way that our sweet little brains are going to, tr- to understand what God is or source energy is. It's just too big for our human brain to understand. But what we can have is an experience, a sensory experience. The problem is we don't trust it. Why? Because of what we were talking before, our hearts are closed up. So if we are, our hearts are closed up, we don't know how to feel. We think we have to know how to, right, how to feel when in reality, 
we just have to feel. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, it really is a matter of the brain kind of intercepting, getting in the way. And it sounds like, you know, children who are very young, they know it so intimately. They already know it because the mind hasn't been able to kind of intercede in that way. Exactly. I mean, you know, yeah. what comes to mind is like, for example, if you were with your best friend and your best friend is crying, you're not thinking like, oh, should I give her a hug or not? You, you naturally just like going to give her a hug because you're going to love on her and just so that she feels better. Mm-hmm. That's how source energy is. It's just always there. It's always there for us. It doesn't mm-hmm. need anything from us. It doesn't have a time frame or uh, nothing. It's, it's just is. And that's, that's pure love. Pure love just is. Isn't that yeah. something? I mean, that's yeah. just like be beautiful. But, but again, like our human mind doesn't get it because what do you mean that just is like, come on. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a wisdom behind that, which you can't access by thinking about it. You can only access by like feeling what that means. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It goes way beyond knowledge it's like an intuition it's just this knowing that comes from inside yes yes (laughs) so beautiful Anna thank you so much for sharing like your heart um, your soul what you've been through what you said about speaking your fear to your son and and going through different relationships different things with work and and doing a master's program and then deciding that okay it's time for something else like it's so beautiful the shape of our lives you know it's it's beautiful when it's not just like a single path and you just you just you're just literally walking this one path it's it's a mystery and it's this constant unfolding and I love that you brought that and shared that because truly it's it's such a joy when you can look back and say, wow, like it, it all makes sense. All the pieces fit. Absolutely. Thank yeah. Thank you for, you know, having the space for, for us to share this and connect with others. Cause we really never know who's going to be listening in and, you know, they have like a similar story or. I know that's it's, it blows my mind how we don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey friend, I hope you enjoyed this show and found it helpful in your own life. I want to ask you a favor. I would love it if you could leave an Apple podcast review for the show. You can do that on your podcast app. It would mean so much to me and I would love to hear what you think about the show. I make the show for you to help you on your journey and I love sharing these great conversations with you. Thanks so much for listening.